Welcome to Attorney Heart, the podcast focused on bringing awareness to and promoting attorney well-being. Join Attorney Heart as you embark on a journey to improve the quality of your professional and personal life. And now, here's your host, Fernando Flores. Looking up, there's always sky. Rest your head, I'll take you high. We won't fade into darkness. Hi, everyone. This is Fernando Flores from Attorney Heart, your host. I want to thank you for joining me on another episode. And today, I want to continue covering the main tips <clears throat> from the imposter syndrome, part one. And I was able to finally go through all the different tips that I, I gathered and I pulled basically the top eight tips. Last time I didn't know how many additional tips I was going to uh, bring to you, but I was, I'm adding another five. Last time we covered the first three were, you know, become, become self-aware of how it shows up in your mind. You know, what's your flavor? Is it I'm a fraud, I'm a sham, I'm a phony, I'm a scam, whatever it is. And then call it your imposter mini-me so that it doesn't make you a mini version of itself. You make it a mini version of you and you put the volume down on it, right? And then number tip number two is write down the evidence. What are your strengths, skills, and abilities so that you can then take a hard look at them and determine how you can use those to attack the next challenge that you have coming up. And then also the third one was just connect with a trusted friend, family member, or mentor. Okay, so let's jump right in. And again, this was a, a request from a law school student and I wanted to make sure that I provide only the very best tips from what I was able to uh, review. And these next five tips I think are also gonna be very powerful. All right, so tip number four, I think this is a very comforting one, comforting one because you have to recognize that no one has figured it out and no one is perfect. We're experts, I'm telling you, experts at showing that we have it under control and that on the outside, everything is fine but really on the inside, we may be in shambles. And especially with social media, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, you know, whatever it is, we have the very, very powerful ability and control to be very selective about the emotions that we choose to share with others in terms of how we're doing, right? And the majority of folks tend to share the ups. And so it's kind of like, you know, on social media, you're living, you're constantly living in an up world, right? Um, and everything's up, 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 up. But what about the downs? And, you know, we're all going through downs and you feeling a certain level of tension as you are getting ready to tackle a new challenge. You know what? That tension, that inner tension, everybody feels it when you are about to take on something new and recognizing that everybody else goes through similar sentiments. It, it's actually very helpful and comforting. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're just going to start talking to everybody on the street about it, right? But you should be able to find folks that you can connect with about what you're going through on a much, you know, on a, in a much easier way. And not everybody's going to show it, right? But underneath, there's typically an ocean of emotional motion. Every day, we are constantly feeling things, whether we recognize it or whether we want to recognize it or not. All right, so that's tip number four. Just recognize that no one has figured it out and no one is perfect. Tip number five, see credentials for what they are. At the end of the day, we're all seeking credentials, right? Um, they give you that street cred. We want a JD, we want the Esquire after our names, we want the PhD, we want the expert label, 
you know, we want the entrepreneur label, whatever it is. Even with those labels, it does not mean that you know more than someone who doesn't have those labels, right? My parents had a great school education, but when it comes to life, they have taught me so many values and so many things that I never heard once being taught in all my years of my academic career. So this, again, is something that will help you put things into perspective and give yourself the proper recognition that you are aiming to achieve something great. And even if you don't get the result that you wanted right away in the way that you wanted it, even if you in your first or second try, it just it didn't work out, at least you're trying, right? At least you're taking action to move towards what you want to achieve. You know, I used to remain in my comfort zone and my safe zone, right? Because I felt that was, you know, not scary, right? But once, once I, I, I learned that it's really about pushing yourself to remain in that zone in a healthy way and that you can do it in a healthy way, you know, that's when I was like, oh, you know what? You know, these, these, these credentials, okay, they're, they're, they're great. But at the end of the day, once you get it, at the same time, they tend to keep you in this safe zone where you're like, okay, okay, I got, I got my, my credential and I can just hold on to that and stick with that. When in reality, once I was able to look at who I was for who I was as a person, I was like, you know what? I can do so much more than just this uh, particular career path that I have chosen, right? And remember, just many people don't even try. So give yourself the credit when it's due, where it's due, and for everything that you have accomplished so far, all right? All right, so tip number six, prepare, prepare, prepare. This helps you in two ways. When you have a new challenge coming up and you focus on preparing, you basically don't give the, your, your imposter mini you, your mini imposter, uh, time to put in its two cents about what it thinks. And also, it's gonna help you get ready for what you're trying to accomplish. I definitely, this is one strategy that I've used um, in my career and I found it really important. You know, like when, <clears throat> when I had, I remember my first trial, I was like, okay, I was definitely nervous, but I was also making sure that I prepared as much as possible and learned, you know, the local rules and um, le learned the, 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 the standing rules of the particular court room and just really worked on becoming uh, well-versed in what I was about to get into, right? Even though there was a lot of things that I didn't know. Um, at the same time, one caveat to this is acknowledge when it's time to move on to the next task, right? I think sometimes that mini imposter wants you to stay in that particular task. And I think I mentioned this in part one of the imposter syndrome episode is it wants you to stay in it because it feels that you're not fully prepared yet, that you are not enough yet, that you haven't done enough. And so just being able to balance that fear um, and telling yourself, you know what, I've done enough preparation in this particular task. I need to move on to the next one. That's also really important. All right. Tip number seven, focus on validating yourself and not comparing yourself to others. This is actually a couple of tips in one, but Sometimes we work on achieving something because we like the external validation that we receive. But that validation, you have to remember, it's short-lived. 
Focus instead on celebrating the achievements you have done on your own terms, no matter how small, right? Every small victory matters. Every small victory counts. And as you get closer to your goal, you may not see it in that moment, but that small victory, that small step forward that you took is really important. And learning how to celebrate that is just as important, okay? In terms of not comparing yourself to another's journey, you know, just be careful with that, you know, because you're trying, a lot of times you try to say, oh, I should be, you know, responding to discovery like my colleague is, or I should be litigating in a certain way, or I should be handling that many trials, or I should be writing that many briefs, or I should be doing that many appearances in court. Um, my firm should be this successful and it's not there, you know, like just constantly comparing <clears throat> that's not, that's not healthy because then you're trying to achieve a certain level of success. that's based on somebody else's experience instead of yours. Instead, focus on where you were yesterday, where you were last week, where you were last month, where you were last year and compare yourself to that person. Then shoot for the stars, right? Aim high. And just continue to, to look at how much growth you have done so far, right? And if you feel like you haven't, you know, then maybe it's time to figure out how can you set yourself up to grow in areas where you really haven't been paying attention to, All right? So that's, that's tip number seven. Um, tip number eight, reflect and record. And I'll actually say reflect, record, repeat. So in order to grow, you need to be able to reflect on the times when you were able to get through the imposter syndrome. And unless um, you take time to examine those past instances, when you successfully spoke to that imposter mini you and take time to figure out what was it that I did effectively to minimize its power over me? What was it that I did to stop it from limiting me from moving forward? You know, what context did it come up in? And when I diffuse that situation, how did I feel? Did I feel proud of myself? You know, what strengths, again, skills and abilities did I rely on to be able to do so? And in addition to reflecting, something that you can do that's incredibly more powerful is recording those particular thoughts. You know, it's a misperception Again, to believe that everybody has it under control all the time, every single day. No one does. And as you know, you are not alone in this. In some different way, we all have to deal with some level of our imposter mini-me, right? And being able to see what growth you are having in relation to how you talk it down, it's, it's a really, really important uh, tip. So again, reflect, record, repeat. All right. So those are the top eight tips. I hope that you enjoy them and I would love to hear your feedback on them. Um, and if you, again, I, I just want to do a quick plug there. I'm having an emotional well-being mastermind on April 7th in Berkeley. Please email me at imatternow at gmail.com. If you want to register, I would love to see you there. And uh, we're likely going to cover some of these uh, topics as well, but it's really going to be focused on developing skills to improve your emotional well-being when you're handling like challenging 
life situation or professional situations, career situations, so that you are better able, you know, more prepared to handle whatever it is that's coming your way. Okay. And, uh, you know, just, we're going to be learning everything from emotional granularity, you know, emotion, uh, differentiation, you know, what, what EQ really is. Um, and so it's, it's going to be, a it's going to be a fun time and I would love to, to see you there and, and have you join. All right. Take care, everyone. And look forward to connecting with you on the next Attorney Heart episode. Bye. Hi, everyone. Fernando here again to thank you for listening in to another Attorney Heart episode. If you like this episode, please make sure to give it a thumbs up. And if it can benefit anyone that you know, please share it. Attorney Heart is brought to you by iMatterNow. I-M-A-T-E-R-N-O-W. Please make sure to check our website at imatternow.com. Again, I-M-A-T-E-R-N-O-W.com. And join iMatterNow's Facebook page. Follow us for future events and additional resources. Every day presents an opportunity to engage in self-care. And remember that it is not selfish to take care of your well-being. It is necessary. So take care and connect with you on the next Attorney Heart episode.